Welcome to Recently Logged, where after a month of waiting, you get a What We Watched episode. Hello. Hola. Welcome. Well, I mean, we, we already welcomed you. Yeah. But we, you, you do this a lot. You I know. know. We welcome, like we do. We do. I feel like I feel the a I feel, specific welcome intro every time. I feel the urge to welcome people to a new segment, Micah. Uh, but anyway, my name is Robbie, and I'm Micah, as as stated. Uh, and together we as are recently logged. Who yeah. states? Well, it? I said I said Micah. I, I addressed you by name. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Recently logged, we discussed movies, and this week we're discussing a lot of movies. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done an episode. Uh, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff happened. First, I had to like work a bunch <laughs> to get ready to go to a convention. Do a job. <laughs> then we went to the convention. The yeah, yeah that was it. That was, <laughs> that was pretty it took, much it. But it took like yeah, all the Mondays. Yes. Um, uh, the convention was very cool. We went to Dragon Con. I went all five days. Robbie showed up for one day. I was there for one day, and it was pretty cool. I don't. I'm, um, I'm planning on going next year. So. Had fun. Watched some movies there, actually. So I did not. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's why we had are not here doing. What is it? Dog dog days. <laughs> Yes, I think that's the next one. Yeah, that'll probably end up being the last one we do. I doubt we'll do the fourth one at this point. Just no, to switch, switch over to, because those are like, I don't know, back to school stuff. And I know people are still in school, but like we're about to hit fall. Yeah, you know? I did I did not anticipate like a month hiatus uh, in between the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series, but here we are. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this week we're doing a uh, What We Watched episode where we're going to cover all of the films that we watched over our break, essentially. Because give our, we watched, Give our quick thoughts about them. We watched a lot of films. <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. And a lot of a lot of good new films, so... Yes, a lot of first watches for me. Anyway. Yeah, for me too. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Alright, so we are starting from, from all the way back in good old August... <laughs> August twenty the twenty second which the twenty second of was August. a long time ago at this point <laughs> yeah I was about to say it's like a it feels like forever ago honestly but um, but we're going back there <laughs> and uh, on the twenty second I watched a Goofy movie it was a rewatch um, obviously grew up on a Goofy movie <laughs> it's one of our mom's favorite movies yes um, and you know maybe my mom has good taste because this movie <laughs> is actually very 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 good who'd have um, thought it it's really really funny the music is really really good for some reason the characters right. are great the scenes are great the progression <laughs> is great like literally this movie i have one problem with the entire movie and it's that i think the bigfoot stuff is stupid uh, <laughs> that's your biggest qualm yes, that is my biggest qualm <laughs> with the movie and that does not take much away from the movie. Uh, so a goofy movie is, is is a confirmed masterpiece and for some reason a musical, but also a great musical. Mike is like, goofy movie, great, but they should have kept the Bigfoot stuff. I don't know why it's there, Revy. <laughs> I think it's fun. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to Roxanne. Uh, I give it a five out of five. Uh, on the 22nd, I watched uh, Jack Whitehall's Netflix special, At Large. It was pretty good. Uh, Luke is trying to get me into British comedy. <laughs> I give it a four out of five. Uh, on the twenty third, I watched uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Uh, this is a rewatch. For some reason, I was just randomly in the mood to rewatch it. Um, and you know, in the mood for some John Mulaney. You know, it was like like it's fun. Like it I, is fun. Like what can I say? Like I didn't. I think I liked it more on the rewatch than I did even watching it the first time. Just because, like, I was, like, I knew you, what to. I was I about to say you could curb your, you could curb your enthusiasm for it. <laughs> so it's just kind of like stupid and fun, and I like all the different characters, and there's like some really fun things, like the puppets and <laughs> like the different mediums and everything that yeah. they use. It's, it's 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 a neat little it's movie. It's a fun movie. Uh, I gave it a three out of five. Nice. Uh, and then I think later that day we watched Venom: Let There Be Carnage for yeah. the very first time. 
Uh, finally, finally caught it. <laughs> sequel, sequel to Venom <laughs> from from director Andy Serkis. Yeah, who uh, made a kind of bad Jungle Book movie, if you remember that. Um, I didn't watch it. I, w- I was kind of cautiously optimistic for Venom: Let There Be Carnage because of that, um, but this was a lot better. So. Yeah, I mean, I I had heard from a lot of people that uh, that they let this one kind of be more fun, and I definitely think they did that. Yeah, um, it's still not like perfect there's still just so much about these movies that are kind of i don't know especially this one even more so than the like than the first one there's some element about it especially eddie in this one that's just like really unusual yeah it feels just strange like not even inherently bad just kind of strange yeah like like the filmmaking (laughs) the writing i don't know what it is but there's something that's very odd about it but it's very fun. Like, this movie is very fun. I chalked most of that up to bad pacing in this one, though. Yeah. And Let There Be Carnage. I think the pacing is definitely probably one of its, like... Its biggest, biggest downfall. <laughs> biggest downfall. Yeah. But, you know, it was, again, fun. Wasn't a very big fan of the climax. Mm. Didn't like the, it was any all of that right. fight. And we were denied... Uh, I don't know if you ever saw this, but in the concept <laughs> art, there was... Uh, Pope Carnage. <laughs> the Pope Carnage. <laughs> they should have kept it in they should have kept the pope carnage that would have been so good (laughs) um i mentioned in my review of this that the venom and eddie dynamic works a lot better in this than it does in the first one definitely true um it's it's just it makes it a lot more entertaining and fun to watch i i would watch let there be carnage over the first one any day yeah (laughs) though uh, i also put this in my review i still don't get why they didn't like I don't know, let it be R-rated. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it honestly feels a little neutered being a PG-13 movie at this point. Like, I mean, the they, first they, one kind of did too, but well, to a, a little lesser bit. extent. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as... It, there wasn't as high of a body count, and it wasn't as gruesome in the first one. I don't know. It, it With Carnage, it feels a lot more like it should have been rated R. <laughs> Um, but you know, I think it still is pretty solid without it. Um, I gave it a four out of five. I gave it a, where is it? Oh, I gave it a three and a half out of five. There you go. Pretty similar rating. All right. Then also on the 23rd, uh, I watched Kung Fu Panda. Very good movie. Uh, I, this is a, obviously a rewatch. I think this is like my, yeah, this is my fourth time logging it, but I've seen it way more times than that. Yeah, I was about to say, it was probably like your sixth time watching we it or watched, something. we watched it a lot before uh, we got on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I've, I've talked about this movie rather extensively, especially if you've watched my YouTube channel. Um, yes, especially. <laughs> that's because Kung Fu Panda is a fantastic movie. I don't know why um, it's so good. That, that still always baffles me. <laughs> the, almost every element is great. The animation is gorgeous. The character work is insane. Poe is such an interesting character to watch in this like really intricate world that they set up. He's got a very, very fun character arc to watch play out. Tai Lung is a great villain. The prison <laughs> escape scene is like one of the greatest animated scenes of all time. Yeah, probably. Um, like, I, I don't know what to tell you because there's so much about this movie and just the series in general it seems like it would kind of be really bad <laughs> right like oh man they got like the the panda no if you told me the basic premise of any of the given kung fu panda movies i'm like that sounds terrible <laughs> and the cast you've got like angelina jolie jackie chan yeah no, seth rogan the, david cross it could have easily been really bad like yeah like like if you again if you told me this cast and like the premise i'd be like ew that's that's terrible sounding somehow it works to being like one of the most fun funny well-paced well like written best looking animated like 3d animated movies i've ever seen it serves as a surprisingly touching like american ode to kung fu movies even though it's an animated dreamworks movie about a panda very weird how it turned out how it is (laughs) but i love it so much uh i gave it a four and a half out of five uh, Very good. Then on the twenty fifth, I watched the oh, I, the <laughs> I watched I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Um, Were they the pretty thing that lived in the house, Micah? <laughs> <laughs> an indie movie uh, from the director of um, Gretel and Hansel. Ooh, if you recall, solid picture. That movie, <laughs> also an indie movie, also a horror movie. Um, this one definitely feels far lower budget than that one okay um and also earlier in the writing 
there's a lot of really interesting things going on here and idea like like clearly he had like a good idea for this but especially with how I watched it um, because I was in the middle of something when it was on like I was working and everything I could not give it my full attention and I feel like that would definitely did it a disservice because it just didn't like I don't know it didn't click with me in any way um, I want to rewatch it to like I don't know, give it another chance, because it's a very atmospheric, very kind of slow movie. I really want to see it, um, so I'll happily rewatch it with you. <laughs> but it's also very much like an indie movie, so I don't know. It doesn't look that great for some of it, but then it looks really, really good in <laughs> other parts, so I don't know what to say. It's a very odd movie. Like Master Builder kind of thing? <laughs> mm, eh. <laughs> I gave it a 3 out of 5. It's a very odd movie. All right. Then on the 25th, I watched I Know What You Did Last Summer. Watching all the movies, um, Micah. <laughs> rewatched this because I was curious, because I liked this, and I wanted to think about what I would do if I did a video on it, which I kind of wanted to do. <laughs> um, and very whack. Very good movie. Um, I like the entire time I was trying to like examine what makes it so weird, because there's definitely a lot of very weird elements going on here. It's surprisingly compelling, but like there's not much actually going on in the movie. No, like the screenplay the screenplay actively is like almost contradicting itself. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very interesting. I think it's a very unique story. I, I, I very much want to do a video on it still. Um, but I really still love it and I really like the cast. I really like the horror, I like the setting. The setting like is so the, fun. The filmmaking, like it's really just a genuinely really fun film in my opinion, uh, and I gave it a four out of five. Very nice, very nice. Uh, and then on the twenty sixth, we we sat down and we rented uh, Get Out. Yeah. Since we since we had just seen Nope, we were itching for more Jordan Peele. We, had, um, we had, okay. So story story time here. <laughs> We'd spent like like well we had gone to like Walmart and stuff all the time. And, you know, all the time before Nope came out, uh, you would just see, you know, like, Get Out and yeah. us lying around, like, everywhere. Like, I would just see them. Yeah. I would just be like, oh, look, just like Get Blu-rays Out. Just, like, Blu-rays and oh, Get look, Out. there's us. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we never picked them up, just, like, just because, you know? Um, and then we watched Nope, and we were like, man, we ought to watch Us and Get Out. Yes. We should do that. <laughs> Um, and then we're oh yeah we could just like run to Walmart run over to Walmart pick, pick up a Blu-ray pick up a Blu-ray for it <laughs> we went to Walmart there was nothing we went to another Walmart there was nothing we went to a used Blu-ray store there was nothing we went to Second to Charles there was not we could not find Get Out or Us after Nope came out I still haven't found one in this store. I mean I guess it shows how uh, in demand Jordan Peele is well save for that DVD copy we just saw ah, Walmart, but DVD <laughs> but Disgusting. no like it was it was very funny but we and like we ended up wanting to watch this enough at the time that we that we rented it yes um and I'm very glad that we did. Uh, yeah. Um, I I mean, it, it, lots has been said about uh, Get Out at this point. I mean, it's kind of a modern horror classic. And I, I after seeing it, for a very good reason. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, after after watching it, I put in my review to, like, kind of... You know, I, I remember when it came out and everything. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, no, it wasn't um, that long ago. But, like, just the cultural energy that this movie <laughs> had for, like, horror and for Jordan Peele being, like, a first-time director. I can't believe and, this is a debut, man. Like, it was just, <laughs> like, a crazy stacked kind of, like, movie that had so much, like, so many people talking, so much going on with it. And, like, you just feel that in it. Like, like how much energy it has going with it to understand why it became so big well i mean it's one of the most gripping horror movies i've ever seen like you you can't it, it's it's very difficult to look away from this movie for for even a second you know but man like like this movie is fantastic <laughs> the screenplay is like one of the mm. tightest screenplays i've ever it's seen so good the cast is outstanding the settings, the ideas, like just like everything about this, the way they play with it, the way they pace it. 
I don't know, man. This is this is a, <laughs> this is pretty much a perfect movie. Yeah, no, it's a masterwork, and I'm I, like like I said, I'm really surprised something this rich came out of a debut. Like I know uh, Jordan Peele had been working like in the entertainment industry for you know many many years now. Yeah. Um, but as a as a jumping off point for a, a director like into movies, this is this is crazy. This is unprecedented, <laughs> right. really. Well, not only that, but outside <laughs> of like comedy, this was. This was like his writing debut. Yeah, for yeah. Movies. <laughs> he wrote a great screenplay, man. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, Get Out, uh, hot take, very good. <laughs> I give it a uh, five out of five. I also gave it a five out of five. Also, shout out to Jordan Peele still with his with his names and his poster <laughs> colors. I like that it's like white, red, blue, He's like doing the a color three color trilogy, man. and then like it's like Get Out us nope they're very like it's very like it's a very very aesthetically pleasing to sit next to each other yeah i don't know some some directors have like the weirdest filmography but you know jordan peele keeping it keeping it tight i like it (laughs) but yeah that was yeah five out of five uh and then (laughs) then on the 28th the 28th oh yeah you watched you watched some stuff before the month was out Uh, on the 28th i watched the simpsons movie it was a rewatch um i I don't know i was randomly in the mood you don't have to sound so excited Uh, about it it was was, it's still fun (laughs) it's still not my favorite thing in the world but like i could it's fun it's a very easy like funny movie to just turn on and rewatch at random times so micah says simpsons funny movie (laughs) well you know i like so far i've liked the show better than i like the movie still but we're we're still early simpsons yeah we just finished season four very very good (laughs) but uh yeah fun movie I gave it a three and a half. I'm looking forward to watching that. Then on the 30th, I watched Okja. Okja. Um, I was in the mood for it after Robbie got the Criterion. <laughs> I didn't end up watching his Criterion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was, like, there was a lot going you on. You had to we suffer were, the woes we of were getting streaming, our, Micah. We were getting our plumbing fixed and everything. My goodness. Lots of plumbing problems that at was, the end of the month. That, that, was, was, an interest, that was an interesting end to the month, for sure. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, Okja, I love Okja. It's fun. It's Who doesn't love po- Okja? Po- point- poignant. I know how to say poignant. Poignant. As are most Bong Joon-ho movies. Right? Um, I think I'm it's, finding. <laughs> its cast is outstanding. I can't believe we have this stacked of a cast. It is really good. And it's nice to see Bong Joon-ho be able to, like, I don't know, like, I think the host is really good. <laughs> but I think this balances its tone between its comedic moments and its serious moments a lot better than the host. Yeah, I, I think I prefer Okja to the host, but it, it's marginally like, I don't yeah. know, that that's just a preference. I don't think it's necessarily better. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying like, this is later in his career and you can definitely feel like the growth and understanding of how to balance those tones. Oh, yeah. Because he's a very like i don't know he's definitely seems like with everything i've seen from him a director who likes to do kind of goofy serious movies yeah uh but i gave it a four and a half out of five very nice very nice indeed uh and then on the second i watched thoroughbreds for the first time uh that 2017 uh i assumed it was going to be a lesbian movie i was like kind of right um so half right i was like half right they're so, only a little bit of lesbians it's, it's only a little bit lesbiany so <laughs> uh but yeah thoroughbreds it was good uh very good in fact um my friend adam recommended it before it left hbo max so i watched it uh, very very good i i don't know it was technically very well shot um and the central performances were really really good can't wait to watch it um it builds tension in a really interesting way one of the better thrillers of the 2010s i have to say it was, it was very very good good movie this was the thrilling <laughs> factor that it might be vaguely lesbian apparently <laughs> no no and it, um man what's her name i'm forgetting her name now uh, uh, anya taylor joy anya taylor joy yes that's the thrill <laughs> that's the thrilling part like <laughs> her performance alone and olivia cook both of them are really really good in this well on the second <laughs> wait did you say what you rated it uh yes i rated yeah. it a four and a half on the second i watched uh blade runner blade runner for the first time at <laughs> dragon con He's running with um, a knife, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it was the final cut. Um, yes. I don't know. It was very, very cool. Very neat experience watching it there for the first time. 
Um, very beautiful movie. I really, I really, <laughs> that's an up, understatement. I really ended up loving it. I'll talk about it more in a bit. Yes. Uh, and I watched, man, I watched a lot of movies on the second. Um, I also watched the other guys, um, per my sister's recommendation. If you remember her from the you remember Igor <laughs> episode back in like season two, I think, uh, not my cup of tea. Uh, I, I hadn't seen, I don't think any Adam McKay movies up to this point. Uh, and this was good. Like it was solid. Um, but I, it was not for me. I, I did not enjoy a lot of the comedy, but you know, to each his own. I gave it a three and a half. Uh, and then after that, I turned on Something Wild per Yossi's recommendation. <laughs> if you remember him from the Multiverse of Madness episode, uh, Something Wild. Uh, I had mentioned that I needed to see more Jonathan Demme movies, and Yossi suggested this. So I watched it, and it was very, very good. Uh, good old Jonathan Demme. You know, I think Yossi mentioned in his review of this that Jonathan Demme likes to make, like, perfect, like, technically perfect movies. And I think this kind of falls into that category. It feels very much like a very intentional, like, one of the most intentional kind of romance thrillers I've ever seen. It's just, like, technically astounding. I, I, this movie made me like Jeff Daniels. I don't like Jeff Daniels and like, anything else I've seen him in. <laughs> But he's very good here. Uh, Melanie Griffith is really good here. And this is also the first movie I ever watched that had uh, Ray Liotta in it as like something other than a cameo. Because like <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen B-movie before. <laughs> but he's really, really good in this like standout performance. And he's only in like half the movie. <laughs> so that's something cool. wild. Very, very good. I liked it a lot. I give it a four and a half. And then that evening, I watched An Affair to Remember. My grandma bought me a Blu-ray for this movie. Very nice Blu-ray. Barbie, did you remember The Affair? I honestly forgot I watched this. <laughs> I was making the episode art for this, for this, and I was like, oh, An Affair to Remember. I completely forgot that movie existed. Um, but yeah, An Affair to Remember, it was good. Um, features many of the Cary Grant-isms of the era it was made in, like the late 50s. Um, and I mean, it's a Cary Grant like role. It, it basically functions as a vehicle for him. But, you know, it was fun. There were a lot of really good narrative ideas. Just none of it really hooked me in the way I think it was hoping it would. You know, I, I was bored for probably about half the runtime. But th th some of the character stuff is really, really good. And I can see why a lot of people really love it. Um, but I gave see, it a three and a half. You can see why people would say it. <laughs> yes, I could. <laughs> I could see it. Um, did, did you have, did I watch this many movies? Yeah, I didn't watch okay. another movie until the fifth, so. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, on the third, I sat down and watched, uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco for the first time. Uh, A24 movie from back in 2019, very very good um i had heard that it was good so i bought the blu-ray for it actually i don't know like a couple months ago now and i hadn't watched it until now it's very good um joe talbot i want to see more of his movies uh jimmy fails is really really good in this like really good <laughs> uh, but yeah very good movie really really well shot um the production design is great I don't know. It's it's one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. I think, uh, and also um, Emil Mossery's score for this is really good too. <laughs> I think between this and uh, Minari, he's like probably my favorite modern composer. Michael Giacchino is still up there, but you know, very good movie. Um, Last Black Man in San Francisco. I gave it a five out of five. And and you know, before too long, <laughs> there'll be no there no more. There's only one. There's left. only one guy left. <laughs> so what are they gonna do? <laughs> Uh, and then I, I popped in another double feature on the 5th. Uh, I watched Miami Vice and The Kingdom back to back because for some reason I wanted to watch Miami Vice. Um, I'm a big Michael Mann fan from what I've seen so far. I bought a Blu-ray double feature that's like, it, it's so weird. I've never seen anything like it really, but like they have the two movies, Miami Vice and The Kingdom, on the same disc. And, like, the casing is, like, split 50-50 and the disc cover is split 50-50. <laughs> and the DVD, like, the menu is split 50 it's, it's just weird. I don't know. It struck me as weird. But I watched Miami Vice. It's very good. 
Um, you get Colin Farrell saying mojitos like 50 times. <laughs> um, but yeah, really good chemistry between the main cast. Um, Michael Mann just really does digital filmmaking with such zest. Like, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> zest. Zest, yes. That's how I would describe it. Um, but it's a really fun movie. Um, I was just really happy to see Colin Farrell like in a good role again. I don't know. Most of the stuff I've seen him in outside of like the Batman and Minority Report, he's kind of floundering a lot of the time. So Miami Vice, very solid. I liked it. Um, four and a half. And also, I watched The Kingdom, as I mentioned, very by the numbers, like, um, I don't know how to describe it, like terrorist thriller from the 2000s. Um, it was fine. I gave it a three and a half. <laughs> uh, and then, then on, on the, the fifth. fifth yes, we got to the fifth. <laughs> on the fifth. Wearing I'm my back. voice out here. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Dragon Con, if you don't know, is the first... Um, through the through the fifth yes yeah. uh, the first five days of september um but on the fifth uh at dragon con they were playing alien, alien. surprisingly enough another ridley scott film yeah <laughs> um, shout out to ridley scott man <laughs> so i went to this and i really really loved it uh alien uh, i was very excited i had seen prometheus already and i had just been like i been really really excited by everything i had seen from the alien series and i had been looking to watch this for forever and then we were gonna turn it on uh at home but then like right when we went to go turn it on <laughs> it had just changed months and they took it off of Dude, everything i was so upset it's like for the longest time i think on hulu they had alien <laughs> aliens alien 3 they even had alien covenant dude like they had they had everything and then i was like oh yeah let's watch them and then they took them <laughs> off <laughs> uh but anyway i watched it it was great i think i can't believe this came out in the 70s <laughs> like it's it's really it's a impressive. 70s movie yeah what i always thought it was like late 80s or uh, something 79 but oh it's still goodness. in the 70s wow um that's so gordon wow. weaver is like really really fun as a lead it was really cool to watch her like have such a big role you had the cat you had the, the i don't know like the horror in this is really great the <laughs> setting is really fun the cast like the the cast of characters is cool the twist with Bilbo Baggins was fun. <laughs> um, nice. And like, yeah, like this was just like, I could, this is a classic. This is a classic of horror. I really for need a reason. to see it, man. And it like invented <laughs> the alien, like alien spaceship horror in, in the modern sense. Which is almost like a worn out genre at this point, like subgenre. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I really can't wait to watch Aliens and she's not really alien three i'm looking forward uh, to alien three <laughs> but alien covenant <laughs> and i just I like I'm, I'm very excited to watch the rest of this series because this was this was great cool glad to hear. i give it a five out of five um and that later that night we watched uh paprika for the very first which, time which which i will i will start off with this, <laughs> saying this too um paprika was also playing at dragon con yes um, the day i was there actually and we playing. went we went to it to, to go see if it was sub or dub and it was dubbed it was a dubbed version like I, i'm pretty sure every anime womp, womp. anime movie they played was dubbed which um, it makes sense it's an it's an american convention no but like Boo. the weebs are there why not just play the i don't know man. i don't know man like it's very weird because i think like <laughs> that i don't know maybe i'm crazy on this because like most people i know agree to this and like I, I think this like really like it really is like a big deal <laughs> to watch the you know the original audio. I mean, it's a very it's a very different experience. Yeah, like and... I feel like it's it's like very, but especially at Dragon Con, the anime crowd that's there, and I've just seen a lot of it in general, where so many people are just like, oh, you gotta watch the dub. Well, like so many people watch the dub only, and they're like, oh, I'm very excited about the dub. I can see, especially at Dragon Con, they try and make everything very accessible to people. And well, yeah, like, I, I saying, see I'm for saying, that like, audience. Like the like, crowd there is like like the kind of people who yeah, would be like, like, like at home if they had a, a Ghibli movie sitting in front of them, they'd be <laughs> like, yeah, let me watch the Christian Bale Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. On one hand, yeah, like anime fans probably prefer the subtitled version, but I very much get Dragon Con no, deciding No, what I'm, what I'm saying is they're, they're this weird subgenre yeah. of anime fans <laughs> that for some reason are like 
gotta watch no the it dub. is weird i don't know um, i i really prefer the original vo- voice it's, performance. it's very weird to me like because that's like half the characterization of animated no, characters yeah, watch listen to the freaking original audio please <laughs> i hate it the only time the only time i have ever purposefully chosen to watch the dub was on naruto because that thing was terrible to get through and i had to i had to turn it on in the background which i think is the real reason half these people do stuff which makes me even more sad because naruto is the only anime i deemed unworthy unworthy enough to watch in the background i can't believe people watch so much in the background just pay attention to what you're watching (laughs) but anyway we watched paprika for the first time another another rental for us yeah, Satoshi Khan. Um, uh, second Satoshi Khan movie. I think I love Satoshi. Third Satoshi Khan <laughs> project. Yes, um, uh, Paranoia Agents, like one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite show. Paranoia Agents, like my second favorite show. <laughs> um, and I, I adored Millennium Actress. Uh, so of course I'm a big dum dum. So of course I loved Paprika. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I love, I love Satoshi Khan's work right. so much. Um, <laughs> Both both his just animation style, which is, like, probably at its most, like, sleek here that I've ever mm, seen. Like, it's his yeah. style, like, turned up to 11. Um, no, this really highlights a lot of the things that are so unique about his projects visually. Yeah, but just also the way, like, the way he understands how to use a lot of his more abstract theming. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that, like, Millennium Actress, Paranoia Agent, and Paprika all exist and, like, are very, very much their own, like, vein of things and very yeah. much use similar techniques to this such different effect. It, it, I don't know. It's just crazy. He blows my mind with this stuff. Yeah, no, I, I honestly can't wait for Tokyo Godfathers in Perfect Blue because, yeah. like, I'm already blown away and I'm only two movies into this man's filmography. <laughs> Um, but I, Inception, I, I mentioned in my review that Inception was like the thing that sparked my love for filmmaking and my fascination with it. So like, of course I loved Paprika. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly probably liked this more than Inception, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I mean, I, Mm, I don't know if I prefer it to Inception. They're two wildly different movies. No, they're, they're extremely <laughs> different. The comparison goes as simple as like plot stuff is very similar dreams and going into dreams that's about it (laughs) um Um, but yeah uh i don't know like i i i wanted to mention paprika takes full advantage of its like being an animated movie like you could really only do this in animation and it it works with it as i think most like every satoshi khan project i've seen is completely 100% like an animated project. I was about to say, even Paranoia Agent, probably the least like necessary to be animated thing, Oof. still should be animated. Second in live action. Yeah, because I was like, well, maybe Millennium Actress, but Millennium Actress, you really need like a lot of the surrealness that comes from the time jumps and animation and stuff. I was about to say, there's a lot of surrealism in uh, oh, yeah. Paranoia Agent, too. Yeah, no, there for sure is. And there is in Paprika, too. But yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. He's such a he's such a unique and cool and just like a kind of incredible director and writer to watch unfold. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're crazy. Maybe we're just like maybe we're just like Satoshi Khan too much. Maybe but. I think this is the only time I'm gonna go like fanboy over an anime you know it's for <laughs> Satoshi Khan stuff. So, but I don't know. He just he just understands cinematic language and animation language so well yeah and this is like it's also funny to me that he worked <laughs> he, so far he's worked filmmaking into every single one right of there's 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 projects the animator team in paranoia agent literally literally, like, literally about an actress it's literally about an actress and, and, and then you have the director in paprika yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of his stuff but yeah paprika i give it a five out of five i i thought it was fantastic i loved it i give it a four and a half out of five i can see like it's i don't know i don't think it's perfect but it's okay. pretty darn close. yeah i mean it's i i wouldn't say it's perfect but i think it's like right on the edge you know <laughs> um i did yeah. i think most of the rest of the stuff we watched together um on the sixth on the sixth we watched scott derrickson's the black phone um uh, <laughs> what to say with, about the black with, phone with ethan hawk 
Ethan Hawke. Ethan very Hawk good is here. Fun. Yes. I I like Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Micah's like, thank you for listening to my review on the black. <laughs> I am not a very big fan of this movie. Um, um I, I mentioned that it has a lot of really fun ideas, uh, but okay. it just okay. has an extremely messy execution so of almost out, all of them. I found out that they wrote this movie in five weeks. <laughs> and I do you not can think tell. that is a good thing. <laughs> I think this movie is kind of a train wreck of screenwriting. It's kind of a decent idea, but not even really. It's got a lot of really good ideas behind it. To the extent that they never even, the black phone idea never even makes sense. Like, they never do anything with it. I like a lot of the themes they try and touch on, but, like, none of them are really substantial enough to pull it together in nothing any real is, nothing way. is well thought out nothing makes sense yeah so many of the things that happen and like are so contrived and weird like him carving the stupid hole in the wall like the the the, the cement wall uh, like there's just so much in this movie that just feels like bad honestly and it's not even like a bad movie no it's not it's a it's a movie. fine movie it's passable it's fun ish I found it mostly boring. I like had fun. Ethan Hawke's performance is good. Like there's nothing inherently like egregious about this movie. Yeah. But it really really bothers me on a screenplay level. Like I don't know. It's it's just really I don't know. I think the screenplay is honestly bad. Yeah. No, and I mean I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty like fine movie. Ethan Hawke's performance is really like the standout thing here. Um, but its screenplay is easily its weakest, like, part. Yeah, it's... it's... And, and it feels a bit derivative of a lot of the, like, 80s media that we have right now, like yeah. Stranger Things and It and stuff like that. It, it very much feels like an ode to that, but, like, less of an ode, more of just, like, taking yeah. aesthetics and plot elements and for like, their story. And, like, this... <laughs> main bad guy like he's fun yeah and he has a cool mask but like they never even explain anything with him he makes no sense he has and it doesn't make any sense why he has connection <laughs> to a black phone it makes no sense why he's a magician it makes no sense why he wears the masks <laughs> they never do anything with anything in this movie i don't know i thought it, i thought it was i thought it was fun it, dri- it, it drives me a little insane um yeah the screenplay is kind of bafflingly messy but uh <laughs> i gave it i gave it a three out of five it's still a fine movie i gave it's it a three just... and a half out of five i thought it was fun but i wouldn't necessarily be like go out of your way to watch it or anything then we watched tourist trap yeah baby. a suggestion of twitter 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 out there doing the most i guess <laughs> suggesting uh, horror movies 70s horror movie um yeah some of my favorites i really love 70s horror who doesn't love 70s uh, horror this man? is this is extremely de- derivative like it just feels so <laughs> derivative of che- texas chainsaw massacre um no someone someone i follow mentioned in their review that texas chainsaw massacre ripoffs were one of their favorite genres <laughs> yeah, i was about to say but that's not inherently a bad thing like this was yeah. really fun no it, it has um, a it has a really fun energy to it I, I really liked what it was doing the mannequin yeah. stuff is really cool i loved the um, mannequin stuff it's so it's so unsettling and so much fun i it felt it feels like you're in a little haunted house for the movie you know I actually really enjoyed the cast here. Like, like this was, it was neat. It was not as scary or good as Texas Chainsaw by a long shot. And Dude, it, the and ending it, of this movie is chilling, man. The ending of the movie is very cool. It's very good. Uh, I don't know, like, but, but it definitely uses its premise as a Texas Chainsaw ripoff yeah. in a very, very unique and fun way. It adds a really and, fun dynamic to it. And huh? I was about to say, it very much justifies kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, one of my one of my favorite 70s horror movies now i, I yeah, gotta no, say it's, it's just fun like i <laughs> i don't have too much to say about it because like i feel like it's very run-of-the-mill like it's very simple the plot's simple there's nothing super standout inherently about the like the way it looks i mean i mentioned that the production design uh is really good and the score too um the mannequins special effects are fun yeah i was about to say i love the art direction for the mannequins and like all of the way Dude, it's the lit and they everything. take the one guy's arm off and yeah that was so cool that was so cool <laughs> oh, yeah wish... go watch tourist trap yeah. man tourist that's trap a cool is fun. movie i loved uh, it i gave it a four out of five i gave it a four and a half out of five 
then on the eighth, we watched Lupin the Third, the First. Yeah, baby. The, the twenty nineteen three D animated Lupin. Yeah. Very, very interesting. For for those familiar with Lupin the Third, it's a very fun franchise. Yeah. I mean, this is this is probably I think this is my technically like third outing with Lupin the Third, um, counting TV shows. Yeah, I have. I've only um, seen Castle of Cagliariso, so uh, I haven't. This which is, is my which is most Lupin people movie. which is most people's introduction because yeah. it's Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah, because it's pretty pretty mainstream director um, doing a Lupin movie. Yeah. But this was actually really fun. This is like the, one of the first times I've ever seen 3D anime like actually look good. Yeah, it actually feels <laughs> like a movie. Like, like I don't know. Like we want uh, like Ghibli themselves put out Earwig and the Witch and it just does not it work. It just doesn't work it does on a visual level. No. It simply it no, it never fully clicked. And I'm not the biggest fan of the 3D anime. Like, I would have honestly preferred this movie to be 2D. Yeah. But I'm just particularly partial to 2D. <laughs> and Lupin is really fun in 2D. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's like it's like the same kind of thing of, like, Scooby-Doo versus Scoob. <laughs> like, like, Scoob on an animation level looks fine. It like, looks good, yeah. Yeah, like, the, the good lighting character designs are fine. Like, it's, it's, it's fine. But I would still prefer it to be 2D. Yeah, um, but yeah, Lupin the Third, the first, uh, very fun. I don't know. Yeah, like... one of the one of the more like simple plots I think very, I've seen yeah. from Lupin. Like it feels very much like extreme paint by the numbers for Lupin, um, which I don't think was a bad no, idea for to say, moving to a different medium of animation, like a different form of animation. Try, trying a different medium of animation, it allows it to just kind of be its own like simple thing and do exactly what it needs to to execute. So it ends up being just, it ends up being really fun and funny and, like, interesting. It's and one of the more uh, electric 3D movies I've seen in a while. Like, 3D yeah, no, animated movies. I was about movies. to say they use, like, because, you know, <laughs> Lupin the Third has a lot of, like, slapstick humor. Yeah. Um, and they, they pull it off in 3D animation. Surprisingly. Like, the 2D style slapstick <laughs> humor in 3D animation, which is very cool. We and, love to see it. Honestly. I don't know. Lupin's a very fun character. I love the. <laughs> I always love like the ensemble cast and Lupin. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite Lupin story, but it works really well here. Absolutely. Uh, I give it a four and a half. I give it a four. Very good. <laughs> Uh, then on the ninth, we watched <laughs> Robert Rodriguez's first film. His debut, baby. His debut turtle. <laughs> debut turtle. Uh, El Mariachi. El Mariachi. Which, um, I mean, mentioning the turtle, uh, this has a stacked animal side It cast. does, man. You got you got the big dog with the sunglasses. You got uh, the pit bull in, that always just lays around in the apartment. He's amazing. You got the She's turtle. She's like, watch out for the pit bull. And then he never, he never moves like an inch the entire movie <laughs> very good I, I like it a lot <laughs> um you know robert rodriguez is interesting for like for like us personally because technically speaking like we kind of grew up on robert rodriguez yeah, movies for sure uh like i mean a lot of people are yeah i was about to say watching shark spy boy kids. and lava girl yeah. spy kids like that was that was like robert rodriguez for us yeah um and a lot of his like more adult oriented movies as I've as we have like grown up and started like checking out more of his stuff and everything mm -hmm. um, from what I've seen have been not the greatest and, you know he doesn't have the greatest reputation for a lot yeah, of yeah no movies. he's he's kind of I don't know a lot of people feel very oddly about his films which they are very I, they're, they're kind of odd in yeah, the landscape of modern film you know um but the one thing you you pretty much always hear is like this is like the best case scenario <laughs> for his like live action adult oriented filmmaking oh yeah no yeah um, it would be it would be really hard to top el mariachi which is crazy because this is <laughs> not only his first film but one of the lowest budget for an indie film <laughs> films i've ever seen i think it it was in the guinness book of world records for like uh, cheapest movie to pass a million at the box office or something like that which is crazy like they they made this for such little money and you can't even like tell really. yeah i was about to say it's kind of become like a legend of indie filmmaking obviously yeah um but man like it really works this is yeah. and, and and again i think somebody mentioned it because you know they're they're the technical sequels to this with desperado and once upon a time in mexico yeah 
um, where he had huge budgets mm-hmm. and he had a huge like big name cast. Yeah. And for most of what I've heard, they just they don't they don't work as well because you're lacking so much of the charm that makes this movie because it really is like the charm of all of these elements of the of the the actor and the setting and like just the way it feels to be in the movie yeah thinking back on el mariachi the things you remember are always like the little character moments between like usually the two love interests but there's so many just like fun little beats and like fun yeah, little action you, stuff the thing that's the, the the things that stick out to you even though the action scenes are very good yeah are not like wow this is so epic like the guitar the guitar scene in the bar is so good like that's one of the best scenes in the whole movie and he's just sitting there playing a, a song or heck like when, the, when the, we have a, we have a mariachi band Oh my gosh! And the guy Dude. pulls out the, the any any time they do the sped up film thing is it's I was so about to funny. say they it's do they do gold. sped up film like this so this movie <laughs> is not self serious in any way exactly. it allows itself to be goofy which uh, Robert Rodriguez is a goofy guy he needs to be goofy I was about to say El Mariachi is like just this big like heartfelt goofy action movie that also has a romance in it and it it, it works really well i'm i'm so glad i finally watched it <laughs> probably one of my it probably my favorite robert rodriguez movie um, yeah I, I, mean, I haven't seen too much i of definitely his think work. it's his best yeah so definitely his best um but yeah like this is just really best case scenario in my opinion for for kind of a quote-unquote more mature robert rodriguez because like it's still a lets itself be goofy it's lets itself be cool yeah it's got fun action cool music great turtles <laughs> a really again it kind of it, because it was so low budget it feels almost like a like an early 80s kind of 70s movie almost yeah. even though it was made in the 90s because it was you know so low budget and everything but yeah it does nothing but help how it feels i don't know it's a great movie great movie um if you have or i was gonna say if you have access to tubi of course you have access to Tubi. everyone has access um to tubi. go give it a go give it a watch while it's on there uh i give it a four and a half out of five i give it a five out of five uh, no complaints from me man <laughs> then we watched the call the call a korean movie correct yes a netflix original netflix korean. original korean movie uh thriller movie i guess yeah well, yeah it's it a thriller wouldn't be a horror no it's um, it's not full-on horror no uh it's a science fiction which thriller. i kind of which i kind of wish it was i think i would have <laughs> liked it more if it was a horror movie yeah um yeah i kind of agree with that <laughs> the call is a fine movie it is a fun it's a movie. pretty good movie it's a pretty good movie <laughs> but i think i think my biggest problem with it is i never really feel like it fully uses its premise in in that interesting way which is why i said i think it kind of almost would have been better if it was a horror movie because i kind of put this in my review uh and and i guess spoilers for this i i I really want to mention this because this is like one of my biggest criticisms of the movie yeah so spoilers for the call if you're that interested uh i mean it did come out two years ago skip ahead a little bit um my biggest criticism of the movie is i honestly think that the story is just kind of stupid with what it does for its protagonist because literally the the like the world that is presented to her through this phone through who she's talking to what she sees is this person is going to murder her daughter in a failed exorcism and, yeah and like that is going to happen she knows that this is going to happen so her option is even and like for her experience so far this girl hasn't been particularly unstable she hasn't been the most stable but she's you know she's a, she's a teenager whatever michael you know? this is like thoroughbreds but make it time travel and make it kind of bad <laughs> yeah so so she has this option so it's either stop like like let her be murdered or you know help save her yeah and when she helps save her it ends up having like the worst series of consequences (laughs) for her in the world she ends up like releasing a serial killer who ends up ruining her life and essentially winning in the end and i don't i just don't understand what the point of all of it is by the end like the character yes like learns to like accept her past yeah and the fact that it was her fault but like that's kind of weak sauce but like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, weak sauce like (laughs) there's nothing that truly connects to her personal thing because it's like oh 
she saves her dad and then she just kind of does her own thing and she does her own thing and then she's mad so then she kills her dad i mean i would even just take like i don't i don't care as much about thematic coherence or like compelling characters if it's a fun movie to watch you know but it it, it ends up being like it's fine it's decent but it's not enough to carry it like to greatness or anything like honestly i was kind of i also put this in my review was it is it rated r is it tv mature um i believe it's tv mature there's a lot of blood blood, yeah um yeah there is yeah yeah yeah. there's cut up bodies and stuff yeah i was was like there's like a decapitated head but that plays into what i'm talking about (laughs) for the fact that like i wish they kind of Again, I kind of wish it was. I wish this went like the, almost like a like a funny games kind of route where it was yeah. almost like more disturbing. Having never seen funny games, yes. I've seen stuff from funny yeah, games, yeah. but like like <laughs> specifically disturbing because like you have a very unique like that's what I was thinking when I was going into this. You have a very unique premise of like this serial killer essentially yeah. can now directly affect stuff in this girl's <laughs> right. life. Like she could do whatever she wants. She could like cut off a finger of the girl and then her finger would be cut <laughs> off. And apparently she would feel the pain in real time right that's so weird by the logic of the movie (laughs) and like they do the burning thing and that was fun like it was it was a unique that but that was like the only interesting thing they really played with with like horroring like horrifying things between times yeah and i just think the plot doesn't really it's just weirdly paced well a lot of the beats don't hit very well. well like just from that very like from that base problem that I mentioned between she had no choice. Like this was the, from the audience standpoint, (laughs) the correct moral choice to make. Stop her from getting murdered. (laughs) Stop, stop a child from getting murdered. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Like, like she's like, this child is being essentially abused at home very badly. Yeah. Like that's how she's introduced to this person is her mom was trying to burn her alive. That's how, I don't know. It just doesn't, work for me even though it's still a fine movie yeah i give it a three and a half i just wish it was a bit more engaging honestly i give it a three and a half as well all righty uh and then on the 10th we watched uh blade runner uh which was my first time watching it uh as i mentioned i'm becoming i'm swiftly becoming a very big ridley scott fan yeah whatever man <laughs> all, all all my time i'd be like oh ridley scott i want to watch more ridley it's because i didn't want to watch gladiator and dude. gladiator like, looked boring ridley scott sucks <laughs> what i never what I hate ridley scott he's a terrible I love prometheus what and then i i've loved literally every ridley scott movie i've seen like loved it <laughs> Um, but Blade Runner, um, one of the best looking sci-fi movies ever, uh, like the gold standard probably on how to use models in film. Oh, man, this is... <laughs> and lighting. Man. Very well lit movie. I don't, I don't know what to say with this movie. <laughs> like, um, I, I will say on this day that we watched it, uh, I was feeling really, really terrible. Yeah. Um, I was sick and, uh, I was like, you know what? This would be a good, like, sick late night movie, uh... <laughs> And it was. It was yeah. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very atmospheric. It's very beautiful. It's I, I, I've heard the theatrical cut is a little embarrassing. I don't <laughs> understand what happens with Ridley Scott movies and their theatrical cuts. Right. Uh, but uh, the final cut, which is what we watched again, um, it's just like it's so well paced. It's so well worked out. I, I really love all of the beats. I love the characters. Um, I don't know, man. It's so it's weird to me. Beautiful. A lot of the reviews I saw of people I follow, like who didn't like Blade Runner nearly as much as I did, which I I loved it. I think it's one of the best sci-fi movies of probably all time. But yeah, I mean, I would tend to agree. <laughs> um, but a lot of the things people were pointing out, um, like as flaws, like the weak characterization of Decker and stuff like that. Are, are things that I actually liked about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Which is so odd to me. Like, because there, there's quite a few people I follow on Letterboxd who just, like, straight up think this is a unengaging, boring movie that only appears smart because it, quote, brings up, like, big questions. And I think it does. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know why like, people, people don't like it. Yeah. Well, people have the criticism <laughs> that it brings up those questions without offering without any thematic. Without offering anything. Like, 
substance to go but, with it. But I think it has the thematic substance to go with it. I agree with the fact that I think Decker, the way he's characterized in this works very well, especially being that the fact that he's not really like, you know, like like a good person. Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. Blade Runner, hot take, very good movie. <laughs> No, I thought I thought it was interesting. This doesn't really have anything to do with the movie, but I saw somebody like talking about the fact like it was some younger person had watched the movie and they're like, I can't believe like isn't isn't Deckard the villain of this movie? I mean, oh yeah, I saw that tweet this morning. Slaves escape and and you know slowly get killed by this guy who's hunting them. I can't believe they'd make like the hero of the movie such a terrible person Dude. i'm like uh <laughs> womp, womp. What, are you, what are you talking about here <laughs> yeah uh, but no i love the way it unfolds i love the final conflict the tears in the rain um, scene is very good <laughs> yeah i was about to say like the final conflict and the way they weave it i love the unicorn gotta stuff. love the unicorn love the origami um i don't know man like this this like genuinely is one of the coolest sci-fi movies i can think of um, and I really yeah. can't wait to watch 2049. Oh yeah, no man, I'm I'm like I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> I love Denis Villeneuve and I love Roger Deakins, so I, I have a feeling I'm very much going to enjoy 2049. Yeah, um, I give it a five out of five. I gave it a five Loved out of five it. as well. Then on the 11th we watched Malignant. I'm I'm counting it as the 10th because the 10th was oh, yeah, the uh, yeah. one year anniversary yeah, yeah, of yeah, Malignant. It was the one year anniversary. I mean, like I logged it on the 11th, but you know, um, Malignant. It was just late when we watched. We it did a whole well. episode on Malignant. It's it's kind of a a beautiful late night ma- masterpiece in my it's opinion. It's a whack little movie. <laughs> I don't love it as much as you do, but I respect it. Um, you gotta respect it, man. It's so it's so goofy, <laughs> and it's James Wan being like the most James Wan I've ever seen. Gabriel Gabriel from Malignant is one of the most iconic cinematic presence is presences. I, presence. I think that's correct. Presences. Um, of the past like decade of film, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll stand by that. I don't know, but I I disagree. <laughs> but um... he's he's such a fun antagonist, dude. He. he it, this movie's just so much fun. Yeah, I don't it's know. A, it's like, a master of horror, just having a good time and making a dumb, cheesy original horror. Movie. Yeah, I was about to say nothing about it <laughs> specifically stands out as something that I love, but I really respect and have fun with the <laughs> fact that it has so much fun with what mm-hmm. it's doing. Like it's it just, never, it just sets out to have a good time. Yeah, and like it have fun making like gory kills and a cool protagonist and antagonist yeah i don't know like it's very simple it's very (laughs) fun it's very goofy yeah it's 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 a cool movie the supporting cast is so much fun too like the the way it uses comedy is really good and all of its horror sequences are fantastic and i don't know great movie i gave it a five out of five i gave it a four i can't believe you gave it a five out of five (laughs) i think i gave it a four or four and a half back when we did the episode on it but I, my opinion on it has shifted for the better. <laughs> right, I, think I, I need to wrap up here. I need to yeah, yeah. I mean, we're go. on our we're on our last. Movie. I know, but uh, uh, then the, the very last night, last um, night we watched uh, Village of the Damned, Village uh, of the Damned, the nineteen sixties version, not the Cronenberg one. Yeah, um, or not Cronenberg, Carpenter, Carpenter. Yeah, man, what if Cronenberg did <laughs> Village of the Damned? This I, sounds like a Cronenberg. I was about movie. to say that sounds why. like something Cronenberg. I was about to say do. a movie called Village of the Damned. I would expect it to be a Cronenberg <laughs> movie, but a Carpenter. But movie. I mean, John Carpenter, he did Prince of Darkness, so it, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, it's it's fine. It just it, I thought it was great. <laughs> it didn't really work for me. I um, thought it was mostly boring. I think it works on the same kind of class and mysterious energy that drives the twilight zone yeah I, but see, it, it works, feels like a feature works like that twilight, episode twilight zone what works with the twilight zone for me is that they're like 20 minutes <laughs> saying this kind of this kind of like thriller e horror vibe can work for me for about 20 minutes if they don't do anything i, I mean interesting this is a really it. short feature dude it's like barely it felt so long Rebby. it's barely over an it's hour 77 minutes <laughs> and it felt so long that is not a good thing 
I don't know. I thought it was great. I loved the camera work in this. I loved the atmosphere. Um, I loved the performances. I loved the energy. Didn't it, think they used any of its premises very well. I thought didn't think it made much like. Uh, I thought it worked really well from like a thought experiment level. Like it was, it was really compelling to just sit there. It was and compelling. It offers up a lot of like what, stuff to chew on. Which you know? stuff to chew on? <laughs> what like, what questions? What thoughts? <laughs> There's nothing here. Like. It it begs a lot of questions about like what, what does it beg <laughs> like a, as a hypothetical scenario, presenting it like from the perspective of a doctor. Like I think it it makes for a really interesting way to watch something like this unfold rather than it just being a straight up horror, having it be more of a cosmic horror kind of thing. I, I don't know. Like uh, like the, I, I never felt ooh this is a cosmic <laughs> horror. Like like literally it is there's, nothing, there's nothing interesting going on here. Nothing. <laughs> Like literally, it is father. I have. If you get in my way, I will have to kill someone. Oh no! I have driven him into a wall, father. Ah, uh, you must leave us alone, father. I don't know. I we must it was cool. do nothing in particular for the entire runtime. You've got to at least admit that the opening sequence is really, really good. I really love the opening. I yeah. love the mystery that it presents, but I think it does nothing interesting with it. Like, like, I think that premise is really cool. Everyone falls asleep for several hours, and then when they wake up, all of the women are pregnant. And then, boom, they're weird, creepy little babies. I love that. <laughs> all of the British children. <laughs> the weird, creepy little British children. <laughs> great. Great news. Do something cool with it. And they just don't, in my I know. Opinion. I thought it was really fun and really cool. I um, gave it a three out of five. I gave it a four and a half out of five. <laughs> this, is, this is one of our biggest differing in opinions on a movie in a while. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was great. I, I thought it was fine. Can't recommend it enough, man. I would not watch it again. <laughs> the camera work, man. It's like, it's kind of like the um, killer's kiss almost. No, Ravi. Killer's Kiss <laughs> is one of like, Killer's Kiss is one of the most beautifully shot movies no, I've seen. Not not This is not anywhere near as good looking as Killer's no, Kiss. No, it doesn't look as good. I'm saying visual storytelling wise, which it's not as good. It's still not as good, but I'm saying strictly from visual storytelling, I think it's a really, really solid movie and I that's something I would compare it to. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know about but, that. But anyway, that is what we watched. That is what we watched. Over the almost month-long break we took, um, quite unintentionally. Shout out, shout out to Dragon Con for real. Um, yeah, can't yeah. wait to go next uh, year. I was, it was searching for the word. Very, very fun. Uh, watched some really good movies. Watched a yeah. lot of movies for the first time. Uh, I got to get ready to go to work. Yeah. Uh, so have a good week, everyone. Uh, we'll be back hopefully next week with, with Dog Days. Dog Days. Kid. Look forward to uh, it. Plan go, on it. Go watch a goofy movie. Go watch Get Out. Go watch Tourist Trap. Go watch Alien and Blade Runner. Go watch Paprika. Oh, yeah, man. Go oh, watch El Mariachi. Paprika uh, and El Mariachi. Have have fun. So many good movies. Have watch watch cinema, guys. Go do it. Do it. I dare you. We dare you. Now you have to. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs>